First of all, I, I greet you in the name of Christ as we read the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 15 through 22. A reading from Matthew. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault, just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. This is the gospel of the Lord. First of all, I want to send a greeting to everyone that's out there online watching this morning. I want to give thanks to the Gedemi family who made it possible for Dave to be liturgist this morning. It's not easy balancing kids in life. Thank you, Allison. <laughs> If you don't know who I am and why I'm here, first we'll go with why I'm here. Pastor Ty and Pastor Allen. Pastor Ty is on vacation. Pastor Allen is spending some needed time off resting as well. He's um, with his car in Shenley Park this morning. <laughs> they send you, they send you greetings. <laughs> it's It's official. I've been a Methodist for a year. During this year, I've read about the five marks of a Methodist. I understand that these five marks are things we have to remind ourselves of. We practice them. We get up every day and try our best to be mindful of God and his work in our lives. A Methodist loves God. God is number one in your life. A Methodist rejoices in God because we're joyful because God is in us. A Methodist gives thanks. We are grateful for everything and everyone. A Methodist prays constantly. Remember the walk? Those five times a day? We prayed five day, times a day. Wake up, breakfast, lunch, dinner, bedtime, right? We still doing that? I'm still trying myself. A Methodist loves others. We love God, therefore, we should be able to love others, right? How well do you love other people? Most of the time it isn't hard, is it? But I will put a disclaimer right here. Every human being is capable of disappointing you because everyone sins. I'll give you some examples. There's that guy that cut in front of you on Route 376 last week. There's a neighbor that lets their dog poop in your yard and you have to clean it up. 
There's the rude code worker that makes eight hours a day unbearable. There's the person that you thought was your best friend that runs around spreading lies about you. There are your children that never visit or send cards celebrating the special days in your life. Then your mother, your father, or a close relative that has abused you, whether it was mentally or physically. What about them? How are we supposed to love them? Jesus says over here in Matthew, verses 15 through 17, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. And if they listen to you, well, then you've won them over. But if they won't listen, take one or two others along with you so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen to you, then tell it to the church. And if they refuse to even listen to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Okay, then. If they refuse to listen to you, you're just supposed to leave them alone. Do we do that? Can we just leave them alone? Which brings us to the title of this sermon, Rotten Potatoes. Now, we don't just leave situations and the people in them alone. Instead, we insist on carrying the anger and the hurt around with us. Potatoes, in their freshest form, are great food. You can boil them, you can bake them, you can grill them. But when you keep potatoes too long, they rot and they smell terrible. Our hurtful situations are like potatoes in a bag that we carry around with us every day, everywhere we go. We bring out our potatoes, our hurtful situations. We rehash what we went through, causing innocent people around us to scratch their heads. They want to help us, but how can they help? See? Right here they are. Here's that guy that cut you off on Route 376. Here's the neighbor and the dog poop. Here's the person at work that makes you dread to go there. Here's the best friend that talked trash about you. Here's the kids that don't come around or even send cards on special days. Oh, wait, there's two of them. And then there's your mom, your dad or maybe even that relative that abused you, whether it was mentally or physically. Here they are for the world to see. But having all this out here doesn't really change anything, does it? Even though I placed them out here for all of you to see. So what do we do? We pick these all up and we throw them right back in the bag that we carry around right back into the bag, the stinking, rotten potatoes that we continue to carry around with us. 
What else can we do? Well, Jesus answered that question for us. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So if you want to get rid of the hurtful situations, those people, it's as easy as this. Give them to Jesus. Break them loose. Take them to him. And most important, don't pick them back up. He wants to take them from you. He said in chapter 11 of Matthew, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Easy to do, right? Not all the time. I'll share a part of my personal story with you today. When my children were young, we were friends with a guy and a girl that had a daughter of their own. We attended the same church, taught Sunday school together, and would visit each other's houses. Everything was great until it wasn't great. I left my ex, which would begin a five-year custody battle. This family of three became part of the drama within this battle. I didn't really know about their involvement in the drama until one day, while heading to a court hearing, accompanied by my dad, I became aware. As we entered the elevator, before the doors closed, in walks this guy, part of the family of three. He didn't speak, he didn't look at my dad or me, and he knew both of us very well. I knew why he was there, to testify against me. My blood was boiling. All those questions go through your mind. How could he do this to me? It's a good thing my father was there for me at that time. I could have never imagined what would take place in the future. Let's fast forward from those years there, about five years. I won custody of my kids and things were going well. I had stopped at CVS Pharmacy and bought some $10 boxes of Russell Stover candy to randomly give out to people during the Christmas season. I love doing that. My daughter and I had just got done visiting my dad in my old hometown. On the way, we took a shortcut that leads to the top of a hill and a stop sign. To the right, we would head home. Wait a minute, I had an idea. If I went straight, we could continue up the hill, and at the top of the hill was the home of that family of three. After all, it was Christmas time, and I had one more box of candy. I asked my daughter what she thought as we stopped at the stop sign. We looked at each other, I hit the gas, and we went up the hill. Their car was in the driveway, as we went up onto the porch and rang the doorbell. The couple answered the door. They looked startled. I was still wondering if I made the right decision. The guy motioned and said, come in. We did. The conversation started light, like, would you two want something to drink? 
My daughter filled them in about school and her activities, and I filled them in about my parents and my job. Then the conversation got real. The guy admitted that back then he was misinformed, that he was sorry, and could I forgive him? I apologized for their involvement in my mess. I forgave them. They forgave me. Two rotten potatoes, gone, poof, just like that. Well, there were some tears and hugs in there too. Did I get rid of those potatoes all by myself? No. Jesus said in the reading today, again, truly, I tell you that if two uh, or of you are on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Jesus was there in that living room within that conversation. Jesus took those potatoes from me. And Jesus can do the same for you. Just give those potatoes to him. Give him the hurt, the people, the bad situations. He wants them. He's reaching out for them. He wants to take them from you. All we have to do is be willing to forgive others. That is how we best love others. This is how we can best practice the fifth mark of a Methodist, to love others. Finally, from our reading today, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Amen.